Joshua Cribbs turns disaster into a score! Ugly, misformed little creature who has no purpose here, no meaning. I am a human being. Wash it down with one beer, two beers, three beers, a shot of whiskey, a margarita, and a bloody Mary. And I said, Stone Cold, why have one when you can have them both? Swung out and drill, deep right center, away back, gone for Tony. Irving and Curry, one on one. Irving puts it up. It's good. Kyrie Irving from downtown. Uh, Senator Hillary Rodham Clinton. Awful. How is she awful? Hates freedom. And now, any given podcast with your hosts Brendan Ward and Ethan Simpson. and welcome on back to any given podcast i am one of your hosts brendan ward sitting right next to my main man ethan simpson we're gonna go ahead and just get right on into it the ford bronco is back i'm gonna go ahead and kick it over to ethan to talk a little bit about that as you can see he's got a little bit of a connection so as you guys might know my uncle oj um uncle oj was notorious for the ford bronco so they decided to release the brand new 2021 Ford Bronco on OJ's birthday just a couple days ago. And I mean, I'm amped up. It kind of looks like a Jeep. It, it's kind of like a weird mix between a Jeep and a Range Rover. Yeah. I get it's an SUV. Um, I would definitely get one if I had the money. Yeah. It's just a <laughs> uh, I, I think I've the more I've looked at them today, the more and more they've kind of grown on me. At first, I was like, oh, that's just a Land Rover, a Range Rover. And then the more I've looked at them, the cooler they've they've looked, uh, the sleeker they've looked, the better they've looked. Uh, and but I thought it was funny. Anytime you would look up Ford Bronco, uh, all the headlines for the new one were the truck that made o- that OJ made famous. The Ford Bronco is back in 2021. And I just to me that's funny that that's the only way we think of a Ford Bronco. We don't think of it as a short bed truck with a cab on top or anything like that. Think it's, of just, it. it's OJ. It, it's the notorious, the most notorious uh, slow speed chase in U.S. history. Slow speed is the way to the way to describe it for sure. Uh, so the the Bronco is back. If you're gonna get one, I suggest it. Like I said, they're growing on me. Uh, last night I didn't think I really liked it. Today I'm telling you, I think it's starting to grow on me a little bit. And if I'm in the market, it might be an option. Brendan, you know I have all those bookmarks saved of 93 white Ford Broncos that if I do get a chance, I will get a 93 and I'll get a 2021. Well, well, that's the thing. We both love that 93 Bronco um, just because of OJ. And then that 2021 one just brings it into the the 21st century, uh, which is really good. Uh, But other than that, on to the NBA, Russell Westbrook, two-time MVP, Guy averaged triple-double a season. First person to ever do it since Oscar Robertson has COVID-19. It's unfortunate. Glad he found out now before the season starts so he could be right back uh, right about when it's time for tip-off for Houston in this uh, playoff race. But first big name in the NBA to have COVID is Russell Westbrook. 
Yeah, I mean, and you know what? I didn't even think of it. I could have switched out and put on my Thunder Westbrook jersey. Could have been topical for every uh, topic we're talking about. But, yeah, um, it's a shame. But like you said, it's it's good that they caught it now before because Russell Westbrook is essential to any NBA team. He's one of the top players in the league, like you were saying, Mr. Uh, Triple-Double, Oscar Robinson. So I'm just happy they caught it and he's able to get the help that he can that he needs to beat COVID-19. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, like you said, a big name. Uh, his first year in Houston after leaving OKC, uh, looking to maybe put Houston over that hump. Harden and Chris Paul couldn't really get him there, uh, but there's without a doubt in my mind that Russell Westbrook is better than Chris Paul, and he's going to bring more to the table. He's going to score more. He's going to rebound more. He's going to. He's he's a better effort player and. With the way things are right now and with with the way they'll shake out, it's anybody's game, and why not Houston? Uh, so with hopefully Westbrook gets well and is good to go. Uh, they don't necessarily need him for the regular season, so if they wanted to even be a little more precautionary and let him sit for those eight seeding games, they call them, mm-hmm. uh, I could even see them doing that. They're already going to be in the playoffs. They're not at risk of being out of the playoffs. So if they want to sit one of their stars just so he's healthy for when it when it is title time, uh, I, I don't blame him. But speaking of COVID and having to go into quarantine, Kings Rashawn Holmes is not was now forced back into quarantine not because he has COVID, but because he, ha- he because he wanted food. Yeah, the ten day quarantine to start his his tenure in the bubble all because he couldn't handle eating bubble food for just a day. Uh, or I don't. I'm sure their rules will be lifted when it when it comes to uh, food delivery. But he got DoorDash. He said, and for that he got a 10 day quarantine. I mean, uh, Jr. was on uh, Instagram doing an Instagram live, and he had to stop it because the NBA texted him and were like, "Hey, shut up, dude. Quit talking about the bubble." So, I mean, I get it. I mean, the food's not bad. They have, like, Velveeta mac and cheese and stuff. Like, it's regular people food. Sorry, you guys are accustomed to living the high life. Like, I know you got to eat hotel food right now, but, like, you are in, like, one of the biggest cuisine capitals of the world. Right. Once once there's a little more leeway, once you get the initial two weeks, everybody's out of quarantine, things like that, I could, I could see there being some openings where you get to visit places there that – like I said, do those immaculate cuisines, those high-end places. Uh, the, they, they've got every different food you can think of uh, just because we're seeing stuff that looks they, – they're calling them school lunches, but if I got that at school, I'd have been super excited. Heck, if I got that in college, I might have stayed. <laughs> Let me tell you what, though. At, at Kent Roosevelt, they did on Thursdays. They had – mashed potatoes with like you know you get gravy popcorn chicken and stuff on there see, so see that have been fantastic <laughs> clearview my last three years just kind of freaking phoned it in every day we was either little caesars or chicken nuggets for three years man and it's part of the reason i don't really like pizza anymore okay because once you eat little caesars for three years in a row every single day at school uh you switch in chicken nuggets here or there you kind of get sick of both and really, I don't even really eat chicken nuggets that much anymore. Yeah, it's chicken. I'll eat it every once in a while, but you'll never really see me looking for a chicken nugget because of the, because the, of school, because <laughs> of the trash <laughs> stuff they 
they fed us in school. Uh, moving on with the NBA, Matthew Delvadova, Delhi. For, uh, well, he's still a Cavalier. I don't know why I said former Cavalier. Uh, former Milwaukee Buck, former NBA champion, Matthew Delvadova is starting his own podcast. Uh, the only thing I got to say about this is, Delhi, if you need guests, give us a call. And if you'd love to be on our show, for sure give us a call because we'll make that shit happen any day. Right. <laughs> we'll come to you. Delhi is probably the most loved Cavalier throughout the four years that LeBron was here. I mean, obviously, besides LeBron and JR. But it was definitely Delhi, especially what he did in 15 in the finals. It was Delhi, Mozgov, and LeBron. It might sound insane to say, but Delhi made it seem like losing Kyrie Irving was not that significant. Yeah, he went in there and he he was blocking uh, or he was shutting down Stephen Curry. He shut you know, down Wardell, Mister Three. Whatever, Delhi made it look easy. That's how Delhi does it. He's got that perfect shot, too. Just that little. If you ever question his effort, in game two of that series, Delhi held Steph to very little and put in so much effort, he dehydrated himself and ended up in the hospital. Right? He had to get IVs. He had to go back to the locker room, get IVs put in because he was drinking too much coffee. And then they made, good day, mate, the coffee in Cleveland. The coffee uh, company made their own Delhi coffee. So, Delhi. We love you. If you want us on your pod, you want to come on our pod, you know where to find me. Give us a call. Hey, <laughs> Ethan, have you ever told somebody to F off or F you, fuck you, however you want to say it? Uh, yes. Yes, I have. Well, that exact expression is the reason ESPN's top NBA insider, top NBA guy, Adrian Wojnarowski, is now suspended in a response email to Missouri Senator Josh Hawley. All Woj responded was, Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, and then ESPN goes ahead and uh, they suspend him. And what the senator put out was, like, pretty much discrediting ESPN, the NBA, and all that. And that's Woj's, that's his livelihood. That's his life. It was, it, it was definitely something, like, where that response almost seemed rational. Right. Uh, it, it was a rational response to everything that was being emailed. To this guy, you were, you were, like you said, he, they were coming at his job, his livelihood, his employer, all of the above, and then it gets screen grabbed somehow. And I don't, did the did the senator screen grab it? Who screen grabbed it? I think the senator did. I was gonna say that's got to be my question. Uh, that's the only person that would make sense, right? Because if Woj didn't, Woj isn't gonna tell on himself, right? And so I'm guessing somebody, if it wasn't the senator, somebody in or around the senator, maybe his assistant, somebody that's going to have access to his emails. Uh, I'm not here to speculate on who took the screen grab. It obviously came out. Obviously, free Woj. I don't really think it's that bad. Uh, I mean, you hear people that still have their jobs say worse about the president or people vice versa saying it about the Black Lives Matter protesters. It's so, And they still have their jobs. Why, do, why does Woj have to get suspended? I mean... I hope he's not going to lose his job because he was always dropping those watch bombs and he finally dropped a real one this time. But why does he have to get suspended? Because he's a public figure? Are they and trying to make an example out of him? Th that's all I could think of. I think they would do the same for Stephen A, but I think Woj is kind of in that... He's, he's not... In terms of broadcasting, he's not as good as Stephen A, but in terms of like... 
hierarchy inside ESPN. Stephen A. Woj. Right. Uh, Shefty. Shefty. Uh, Golick. But he, mm. he just retired. Well, he tried to bring back Mike and Mike, and they said no. Well, I did read that, uh, and I don't know how true it is, but they said that he's actually staying on. He's just going to be doing something else. Oh, so it okay. almost seems like maybe he's at odds with them. And, I mean, which if that's the case, what the heck, Junior? Uh, shouldn't you follow your dad instead of? But then again, if you're going to do you, do you. Right, and I just can't respect anybody that has forearm tattoos. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, take that shit somewhere else, my man. Uh, I don't necessarily like Junior myself, but it's not because of his tattoos. It's because of <laughs> Notre Dame. All right, so speaking of football. Speaking of football. That, um, Madden top 10 quarterback rankings, they dropped that yesterday. Absurd. Um, a lot of them make sense. I can agree with obviously having Tom Brady on there, Aaron Rodgers. Um, I get that Baker didn't have the best year last season. He went 22 for 21. But Baker is still one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Like we talked about last week, those interceptions that he threw, most of them were not his fault. They were bouncing off the receiver's hands. And Freddie Kitchens was calling half those plays. And didn't he only dial up the first 10 plays and then he went freestyle? On the rest of them? Yes. Yeah. Uh, that, that's quoted through Jarvis Landry. Just, yeah. J- Jarvis said that. So uh, I- I'll go a different route. I agree with the top two. I think the top two are deserving. I think Patrick Mahomes at 99 and Russell Wilson at 97 are, are really where where they should be. Uh, it's the next couple, and it's, it's not the names that are there. It's mm. more the order. Uh, I don't think Lamar Jackson is the third best quarterback in the NFL. Right, above Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Matt Ryan? I think he's probably better than Matt Ryan. Uh, and the season Brady had last year, he, he should probably be above him. I would probably put Brady at an 89, Brees and Rodgers at about an 83. I'll give Jackson a 90 just because of his speed and the MVP year he had last year. I'd probably put Brady at an 89. Uh he gets an 89 just solely based on who he is, what he's done. But if we base it off of what he did last year and what we can expect this year, obviously I think he's going to have a better year this year. Uh, just look at the offense he has around him. Simple math. Yeah, take, absolutely. Take a bunch of nobodies and then add in Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski, uh, and whoever the hell else they have down there. Uh, simple math says Tom Brady's going to be better. Uh, still, I'd give him an 89. I think Matt Ryan's good at 87. Deshaun Watson at 86. Here's where it throws me off. If you're going to give Carson Wentz uh, an 84 and Dak Prescott an 84, I think that's Baker Mayfield's bread and butter right there. Uh, Those two. Uh, Carson Wentz obviously has shown that he could be really good if he could stay healthy. Mm -hmm. Dak Prescott has shown, like I said, he's a game manager. He's not going to set the world on fire. I think 84 is probably a perfect score for him. Although I was really actually surprised to even see him in the top 10. Yeah, that would, the last two are surprising to me. I know that, like you said, Dak Prescott, he's a game manager. Um, Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz is a phenomenal quarterback if he wasn't so injury prone. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm not arguing with his 84, 
just simply because of the year he had last year. He had nobody to throw to and still took them to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I'm not sitting here gargling on the Eagles or whatever, but he did that. It's I can't deny that he did that with nobody at receiver. Uh, so I'm okay with this 84, but if if I'm looking at the bottom three, uh, sure I'll give Deshaun Watson that nod uh, at at eight or at seven. Yeah, that's eight. Uh, but after that, I think I'm looking at Josh Allen. Yeah. Uh, over Dak and Dak and Carson Wentz. I think uh, I'm trying to think of anybody else. Uh, Philip Rivers had a terrible year, so definitely not him. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking at the uh, Madden 21 quarterback uh, throw power ratings, and Baker's tied at five with uh, Cam Newton at 93. But here's the weird thing. Why is Joe Flacco number nine on that list? Why is Joe Flacco even in the damn game? Right? <laughs> Chill out, buddy. It- He's riding the bench down in Dallas. What's going on here? That's where he's in Dallas, bro. That it? Nah, that's Andy Dalton. Oh, that's Andy Dalton. My <laughs> I apologies. Was like, that's right. Flacco I think Flacco's went, um, in New York. Yeah, I think he, he is. signed with the Jets. Yeah, my apologies out there. I got that wrong. I knew it was one of those scrub <laughs> NFC uh, North quarterbacks. Hey, the Jets are in the AFC East. I'm talking about Ravens and Bengals. It's one of those shitty right. AFC North quarterbacks. But, yeah, Baker, I, I can see him tied with Cam Newton. At least they gave him the nod on the throwing power. Oh, no, Cam has always been somebody that has been known for his arm strength. Uh, obviously not really his accuracy or anything like that, but his arm strength has been there always. Uh, so I can't argue with that. So I'll say my top two are perfect. I, Lamar Jackson is probably just outside the top five because I think – or maybe he's number five because I think I'd put Breeze and Rodgers ahead of him. Just – Rodgers is possibly the greatest quarterback in the NFL. Uh, if It just depends. He's hit or miss every year. Uh, Drew Breeze, been doing it for so long, I'll give it to him. Uh, and he did very well last year. He deserves the 93. Tom Brady, uh, I, I, they have him at a 90. Uh, I said an 89 just because I think Lamar Jackson gets that 90. Matt Ryan, I'll keep it an 87. Deshaun Watson, I think he's better than Matt Ryan. So I might even switch those, give Watson an 88 and Ryan an 87. Uh, The thing I found, and we can go into the running backs ratings as well. First of all, why in the hell is Christian McCaffrey a 99 overall? I mean, I like Christian McCaffrey a lot. But to put Christian McCaffrey over Nick Chubb, and I'm not even being a homer on this one, even though my last name's Simpson. But, uh, no, uh, Nick Chubb is by far better. He's stronger. He's faster. And he plays for the Browns right there. It's the uh, triple threat. Well, well, my problem with it is I, I love Christian McCaffrey as much as the next person. I think he's a great running back. He's a 99. Saquon Barkley, mm-hmm. next highest, 93. Yeah, that's a, little, that's a little strange right there. You jumped six points between Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey. Uh, yeah. And Why, because he can catch the damn ball? I guess. Because <laughs> he, he caught the ball out of the backfield. That's why. Yeah. 
I mean, but what is he going to do if they have Teddy Bridgewater under center this year? I'm telling I think that team's going to win six games. Yeah, it's not looking good. They should have never got rid of Cam. They should have let Cam sit on the bench, heal up. They could have picked up Bridgewater, had Bridgewater start the season, and then brought bring Cam back. I think that would have been... I think Bridgewater is a very fine quarterback. I also think what he did in New Orleans last year was because he was in New Orleans. Yeah. He was throwing to Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara and everybody else that they have. He was in New Orleans. That that offense, without a doubt, is all all the way around better than Carolina's. Oh, I, yeah, starting at the offensive line all the way back. Yeah, I'm not sitting here saying that uh, Teddy Bridgewater is going to fall flat on his face because I don't think he'll do that. I just don't think they're going to be that good. Uh, CMC is going to have to do 1,000 and 1,000 again mm-hmm. for them to win games. Uh Curtis Samuels, like their number one wide receiver, and he borderline wouldn't make many other teams. Uh, I know he's fast and he's he's that he's that special guy, but we've seen that fast special guy come out of Ohio State numerous times, and the only one that made a difference and is still even around is Ted Ginn Jr. Right, and ironically, he played for the Panthers and the Saints. Yeah, he played <laughs> for the Panthers and the Saints. Moving on to another NFL team that made some changes. Washington Football Club is what I'm going to call them for now. Announced Monday that they, Monday that they will be retiring the Redskins nickname and logo. Uh, something that we kind of expected for a while now. Uh, it's been talked about for years now, for as long as I can remember. Uh, I just found out the other day that the logo was actually designed by a Native American man. Yeah, look, I don't have a problem with the logo. It's the name, Redskins. And everybody's like, oh, Indians, change your name. Like, we're not, we're not yeah. calling them the Redskins. Like, that's Logo. extremely offensive. Logo wasn't the problem. Redskins, to me, in essence, is the same thing is th- as the word, I'm not going to say, the N-word. Yeah. Redskins is very similar to that. Uh, I'm not going to call it the R-word because <laughs> we've been saying it for years now. So, but... Going forward, they're the Washington Football Club until they come out and announce that they're the Red Tails or the Red Wolves. Or uh, The hang-up on the announcement, though, is that there's a guy, an arbiter in Washington that there's a guy in Washington that filed for every single possible trademark that they could use. Red Tails, Red Wolves, anything they could think of. Senators, Sentinels. Uh, commanders, generals, anything they could possibly think of. Didn't want you to pick the whole thing up, but it's gone. All right, moving on. No, we can't use the camera. There goes the camera again. Well, I guess we won't have video again this week. There we go. Oh, well, we'll get video going at some point, uh, or we'll start doing it uh, through the computer, even though we're in the same room again. Uh, Where was I? Oh. The guy, the trademark guy. Yeah. Uh, video threw me off, guys. Sorry about that. Uh, I'm, I'm better professional than that. Uh, no big deal. Uh, but the guy that filed trademarks, like I said, Red Tails, Red Wolves, anything they could possibly think of, he pretty much filed trademark for to do exactly what the, what is happening right now, try to cash in on the Redskins changing their name. He, It's not like he just did it either. Yeah. He's held on to him for quite a while. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's just a smart move to go. Um 
And speaking of the uh, the Redskins, uh, when they first got the trademark off of it, the uh, South Park episode where they start their kick up, their Kickstarter as uh, Washington Redskins go fuck yourself. <laughs> speaking of Wash, so. <laughs> but I like the Red Tails a lot. I think the Red Tails is. A good I think name. Red Tails will work uh, very well. Uh, I think Red. I seen a mock-up for Red Wolves, and I really liked it if they switched to those jerseys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if they keep their same color scheme in jerseys, I'm not a big fan of Red Wolves because the yellow doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. They just go red and white. I yeah. think it makes sense. Uh, what else was there? Uh, oh, the funny thing is, is on 92.3 the other day, Jeff Phelps, they were talking about this. Mm-hmm. And he got up, and he was like, man, that's a genius. So he, he, he fakes like he gets, he's getting up. Mm-hmm. He yells, Honey! Spiders, cobras, blue socks. <laughs> like he's gonna trademark all the Indians' name, possible Cleveland Indian names. I don't. I don't like any of those names. Spiders, blue socks, anything like I that. Am, I like the Coyotes, the Cleveland Coyotes. If if they change the name, I like the Cleveland Coyotes well, and that mock-up. Uh, like we talked about last week again. I don't can't pull it up really here, but uh, yeah. the way that they made it, it, it sticks to the Cleveland. Uh, the design on the jersey. The wolf even has like uh, kind of characteristics of Chief Wahoo, the red and the blue. Well, so I like that. Spiders, blue socks, and uh, most of the other ones just sound like I'm back in Lorraine Youth Baseball and I'm playing for some random ass team. I'm not a big fan of either any of them really. Coyotes, I really like. Uh, I guess I can handle Guardians just because of the thought behind it. The Guardian of Traffic that's yeah. right there, right next to the stadium. Because so. it's right there. Uh, somebody said, just have a company pay you for the name. Call them the Cleveland Progressives. Something like that. <laughs> have them buy the jersey. Yeah, why not? I, I, do it I like mean, basketball or uh, um, soccer teams do. Well, it was genius because if somebody buys the jersey, then you got the money to sign Frankie. Oh, yeah. Do oh, it. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Sell the jersey, bro. Yeah. Sell the team name. Call them the Goodyears. I mean, they already did that with the Cavs, but something. Yeah. The Cavs made a whole ass tire jersey, bro. Right. And then won a title in it. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> no, they didn't. No, they made they, that the they, year after. Yeah, yeah. After LeBron left, then they're yeah. like, okay. But the thing is, at least I'd rather have the Goodyear Apollo's uh, shoe than wish like the lakers like lebron went to where they sell dildos and stuff that's who sponsors their team wish sells crack pipes bro right (laughs) all right so in other football news deshaun jackson to visit auschwitz with holocaust survivor edward mossberg and this is after he quoted what do you say so that shit got real serious real quick this was after he quoted hitler on his instagram last week which, like I said last week, maybe don't quote Hitler. Like, uh, that's yeah. probably the last person you want to be known for quoting. Don't don't go to Hitler for your inspirational quotes. It's yeah, not going to work out in your favor ever. And, uh, but but kudos to Deshaun Jackson for for basically eating his words and eating crow and and learning from from his experience. Uh, now this is all stuff that I'm sure he knew. I'm sure he knew who Hitler was. I'm sure he knows what the Holocaust is. But I don't think he truly maybe understood it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for him to go all the way to Auschwitz to learn and see some of the stuff and then talk with somebody that was there right? Uh, that that could be like, yeah, this is where I pissed myself or this is where mm-hmm. I was beaten or this is where my, where I, was, my, where I yeah. thought I lost my parents forever 
and just it, it obviously we all know it was a brutal time and it was it was disgusting and, and vulgar and all all words you could use to describe Hitler is what it was I think the, the best way to describe Hitler is just pure evil 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 yeah, yeah. Evil. evil is without a doubt the word to use to describe him but kudos to him on learning and uh, yeah and on top of that Julian Edelman he didn't like bash him or anything Ironically, we're here at the Kent stage. I don't think we said that earlier, but uh, yeah, we, Julian didn't, we never said it. But went to uh, college right up the road from here, and uh, he didn't bash Deshaun at all. He just said, "Hey, come with me to the Holocaust Museum." That's all he said. He said, "I want to educate you." You know, just as it would be vice versa for Deshaun Jackson to educate Julian Edelman well, on well, like, that's, the that's, civil rights movement and stuff. Well, at the end of that video, that's what he said. He said, "And then when we're done with that, I'll go with you to over to the." Mm. Museum of African American History. Yeah, and that's good. That's that's what we want. We don't want people to be bashed. We don't want. I didn't want Deshaun. I don't necessarily have a fandom for Deshaun Jackson. Don't even necessarily like the guy, but learn from it, man. And that's what he's doing. And I'm glad to see it. Uh, I'm glad to see, like you said, they weren't bashing him. Rally around him. Maybe right. he truly was just misunderstood. And I mean misunderstood at what he thought the quote meant not necessarily who said the quote you know mm. what i'm saying maybe he really was misunderstood because if you hide the name on that quote right it's a really inspirational quote for what he was trying to say <laughs> but then it just says hitler quoted right? <laughs> of its own. The, the problem with that excerpt is the two first lines that say hitler hitler quoted as saying yeah <laughs> that's the problem and so, obviously it's not funny uh any of that it's just uh you know, learn from it, and that's how everybody should be. Instead of, you know, canceling people, rally around them, educate people. That's what we should be doing instead of sitting there and smearing people's names. I mean, you can smear Hitler's name all you want. I don't care. I hate Drag him across the mud, make videos, my animations, <laughs> tear him apart. Do what you got to do. I don't care about that one. But My grandpa drove a uh, <clears throat> merchant marine boat to around D-Day giving supplies to the soldiers. So, uh <laughs> We don't really like Hitler around here. It's a little close to home. Uh, but moving on into some more positive news, Browns and star defensive end Miles Garrett are closing in on a five-year contract extension to make him the highest-paid defensive player in NFL history. The extension is rumored to be five years, $125 million, with $25 million per year in new money. Hey, uh, if you're listening, Miles, you want to throw some money this way so I can get the 2021 Ford Bronco? Yeah, bro. <laughs> Let me hold a dollar I mean, fast. we've been singing your praises. I told him to pay you last week. Guess what happens? Before <laughs> the next episode, you're paid. Last week, I said, oh, they're going to pay Miles before Baker. Guess what? Miles just got freaking paid. Hey. Who said that? We did. I mean, every, <laughs> they everyone's. Must lo- they must be listening. Andrew they, Barry, you listening? They should. Andrew Barry, if you're listening, call us. I'll work for the Browns, too. Oh, I would love to work. Put for me the up there with Zagura, bro. I could talk with Zagura. Nathan Zagura, I could do it. It's me, Nathan Zagura. This is Browns Daily. Cleveland Browns Daily. Uh, who else is on it with him? I don't even remember. Uh, there's the one guy. Um, I'm not gonna say anything, but he's got big ears. You know what I'm talking about? Works for. I think he works for KYC. Channel Three, as well. They're on. Is it Gibbs? Or is it Axelrod? Um, Axelrod. I'm not going to say that. That's mean. I can't think of who it is. You'll figure it out. Uh, but 
like I said, uh, like we said last week. Bo Bishop. Bo Bishop. Okay, Bo I know. Bo Bishop. He Sorry. works for uh, TAM. I mean, uh, 850. Okay. I call it TAM. You're mixing up your channel with mine. Yeah. <laughs> you you can listen to ESPN Cleveland. I'll listen to Triv. I don't really listen. I don't listen to it that much. Uh, I do support him a little bit, but that makes that's because of the internship and all the work we did together. Oh yeah, it worked like that. Uh, but like we said, uh, Miles Garrett was tier one, and who we had to pay. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like we said, what wins championships? Defense. Uh, and who's a fucking freak of nature that can deadlift like eight hundred pounds, whatever he lifts, and then do box jumps that are t- as tall as I am? That and. It's the safest option to pay. Yeah. The rest of the people that need to be paid are all question marks. Denzel Ward, question mark. Mm. Baker Mayfield, which guy are we going to get? Who else is there? Uh, Odell Beckham. Uh, I mean, if we're going to throw money at you, we need to know you're going to be here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jarvis, in a couple years, is going to have to get paid again if we want to keep him around. Maybe not as much as it was this time, but still probably somewhere around $10 million a year. These are all decisions you have to make, and I think the most foregone conclusion decision that there was, Miles Garrett, <laughs> without yeah. a doubt. And there's two pictures that come to mind when you think about uh, the Brown Steelers rivalry. There's one where Turkey Jones drops Terry Bradshaw on his head, and then there's Miles Garrett bopping Mason Rudolph on the top of his head for grabbing his nuts after a unnecessary scuffle that shouldn't have even happened. It was there was we already won the game. It should have been me and the damn ball in the first place. Right. Were you gonna you were gonna come back from sixteen points with right. twenty seconds left? No way. And anyway, Mason Rudolph has one of the most punchable faces that is in the NFL. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he looks does. like just like a he looks like a frat bro. Like uh, he didn't know he bro. My dad owns a dealership, dog. He like, is the <laughs> he looks like he's the epitome of the word douche. Right. Uh, on the NASCAR. Uh, before we start just bagging on Mason Rudolph, because you know we could do it for hours, uh, rookie Cole Custer wins Sunday's race at Kentucky Speedway. Field went four wide, headed into the final lap. Custer goes high. He's the only one that went high. The other three went low. Somehow he was able to speed past everyone, taking the lead. He was in fourth place at the time, jetted all the way from fourth, fourth to first, took the lead for the win. Youngest, youngest driver ever to do it. On a mile and a half track since Jeff Gordon, he only beat him by a couple of days. I don't know that exact number. Uh, I'm not going to say it because I don't want to be wrong. I um, can't find it anywhere either, so don't even look it up. Yeah, no, you know me. I have all the Jeff Gordon stuff. Love Jeff Gordon uh, since I was a kid. Um, yeah, I mean, if this guy can race like Gordon does, I'm all for Cole Custer. Well, Sunday's race was also the first time in NASCAR history or – yeah, one of the first times in NASCAR history that three rookies finished in the top ten of a race. Yeah, that was that was pretty wild. It was, I mean, it was a good, good race. Uh, I enjoyed watching it. You know, that's the one thing that people always say is NASCAR's boring, baseball's boring. Well, hey, guess what? I guess I'm just a boring guy then. I don't know how you find NASCAR boring, man. The way they talk, <laughs> this shit is intense. Right. They're going 200 miles per hour, like, as far apart as we are. They're doing, they're going 200 miles per hour that close, and then you've got Jeff Gordon in the booth just trying to say everything play-by-play. 
trying to describe 43 cars and telling us what they're doing. Or later in the race, maybe 20 cars left. Or you got to tell us who's on the lead lap, who's the lucky dog, all of these things. Who's going to take a pit, where we're at, where each person at in the pit. Our, poor, our tour, bus just, tour bus just pulled up. <laughs> uh, that, that, that means it's almost time to go. So uh, speaking of Kentucky, earlier this weekend, um, after the Xfinity race, um, Harrison Burton and Noah Gregson got into a very fun fist fight, is what it looked like, because of uh, they said it's been bad blood between the two since the restart happened, and um, well, just escalated, and they started throwing punches. And unlike in football or baseball and stuff, they never show fights. NASCAR was just flooding their social media with videos of the fights, different angles. They were promoting the fight. And it says NASCAR won't even punish the drivers for fighting. When, when it comes to fighting in NASCAR, NASCAR shows its true redneck side. Oh, yeah. It hypes it up. It doesn't hide from it. It doesn't turn the camera off. It doesn't. It's like, oh, these guys are beating each other up. Right. They're like, zoom in. Let's get all the angles we let's, can. Let's, they did that with Logano and Bush earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. They, they've done. If you want to watch a sport where athletes are truly allowed to just beat the crap out of each other if they have a problem, watch NASCAR. There's a uh, there's actually a great documentary uh, that Junior made talking about when he was racing with his dad. And he talks about one of the first races they raced against, something happened, like Junior cut off Senior. And so Senior walked up, just took off his gloves, threw it at him in the car. He was like, don't ever fucking do that again. <laughs> Like, I mean, doesn't matter if that's your son or your father. They're, they're still going to fight. I don't care if you're my son. I will snatch you up. Right. It'll never cost me a race again. And uh, one quick thing, actually, on here. October 19th, 2019, Cole Custer and Tyler Reddick caused fight after NASCAR Xfinity race. So, And that's those are the two of the three rookies that finished top 10 on Sunday. <laughs> this, uh, this rookie class actually seems to be pretty good. Uh, Reddick has been up in the top 10 quite a bit this year. Uh, he actually almost won a race a couple weeks ago, but uh, I think it was Kozlowski beat him yeah. out at the end. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the premier event of the weekend, Saturday night's UFC 251 from UFC Fight Island on Yaz Island in Abu Dhabi. Uh, main event was Kamara Usman versus Jorge Masvidal, but we'll get back to that. Card opened up. With, uh, well, the main card opened up with uh, Amanda Ribas versus Paige Van Zandt. Ribas seems to be on, seemed to have been on a pretty big streak heading into the fight. Paige Van Zandt uh, was just looking to make her way back to the octagon after being, after having three surgeries in a, in a year and a half. Uh, my question out of, after this fight is, is, is it time for Paige Van Zandt to go to, res, go to WWE or just commit to modeling? <laughs> That's a good question. I mean, either way works for me. Well, like, no no shade on her. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's about health at this point. And she she obviously has the ability to do the other things. She obviously has the ability to be in the UFC. When she's healthy, she looks great. But it seems the game is passing her by. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about you watching that fight. All I could think of is I don't know who beats the the champion, whether yeah. it's Whaley or Nunes. I'm not sure. Oh, I know. <laughs> uh, 
And then I'm not sure either of them beat the champions. Same with the next, the the following fight, Rose Namajunas versus Jessica Andrade. Uh, Rose, a former champion, both of them former champions themselves. Actually, Andrade is the one who dethroned Namajunas. And then Andrade lost to Zhang Li. I can't say her name. It's like John Lee Weiling or something like that. Uh, I can't. No disrespect. <laughs> I just don't know how to say it. Uh, but that's who the champion is in their division. I'm not sure either of these two can beat her. I don't know if you've seen that fight between her and Andrade. But Andrade almost beat Nama Yunus in this fight. And Wei Li just destroyed Andrade. Mm-hmm. First round just beat the crap out of her. I mean, that was a great fight. Um, Rose, did you see her at the end? Oh, yeah. Her face, it was just like, well, right that, under her left eye, it was just completely swollen. I told you, that's why they call her thugs. The people just be tearing her apart, and she just does not go away. And then when she, I was actually, when she beat uh, Joanna, Jacek or whatever, I was actually surprised because I watched Rose when she first came into uh, UFC through uh, The Ultimate Fighter, the TV show. Uh, when they for were they were first introducing that title, mm-hmm. uh, that the smaller one, and they all came in and were competing in like the tournament for the title rather than a tournament for a spot in the UFC. They were all like, but they were all good, already good MMA fighters prior to that, good professional fighters. But the Andrade Navi Yunus fight really kicked off the next couple fights where they were just great fights because following that you had Peter Yan. Versus Jose Aldo uh, for the bantamweight title, the uh, the vacant bantamweight title with uh, tri- Triple C Henry Cerudo Cejudo retiring after winning his last champion, his last title fight to become a double champ. Uh, now Cejudo did tweet during this fight saying that he wanted the winner of this fight, which I mean he deserves it. I guess he was the champion, so if we're gonna unify the titles, might as well. But this fight, uh, I didn't really know too much of who Jan was, uh, Peter Jan was, or however you say his name, Pior, P- Peter, Pet- Petter. Pitar, I don't know. I, they said it like a couple different ways on Saturday. Uh, I didn't really know much about who he was, but from watching highlights and watching previous fights, it said that it told me that he was a dominant guy who hasn't really spent much time losing, and... I thought coming into a Hall of Fame, coming into a fight against a Hall of Famer like Jose Aldo, may 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 change that, may change his game plan, may have him nervous, shaking. It didn't, man. These two beat the hell out of each other for three rounds. It was pretty even for three rounds, and then Aldo got gassed. And then this fight is what pissed me off the most. Uh, around uh, TKO in round five, uh, with three minutes and twenty-four seconds gone. But really, it should have been a TKO in round five with a minute and a half, two minutes gone. Yeah, I mean, watching that fight, and they didn't call it, and he was, Jose was just like, you could see it in his eyes. Like, there was, like, nothing behind his eyes, and he was just getting pounded in the face. The mat was covered in blood, and they didn't call it island rules or something, and they're on the, instead of Yaz Island, they should call it Death Island. At that point, that's where I was starting to get worried. I don't know if you've seen many Jose Aldo fights, but it's very seldom that he just curls up in a ball and puts his hands over his head. So when a fighter's doing that, he's obviously giving up, and then you just let this fighter, this guy go on for two minutes just bashing his skull into the mat. It was ridiculous. I was, it was something that actually, like, I, I don't really get 
queasy around violence or stuff like that. But it was that one was where like he's already limp and you're just still letting him beat the shit. Right, and the ref's sitting there just watching this happen and not calling it. Uh, I would Every, be pissed if I was Jose. Everybody Aldo. was calling for it. Commentators, announcers, all right. of them were like, "What is going? Why hasn't it been stopped?" Like, if I, Aldo was the champion, by all means, let him go. I was, Champions don't want to go out that way. I was watching that fight and I was like, "What? What the? Why aren't they calling this? Like, call it. Like, I wanted to throw in the towel for him." And Ridiculous. Then, and then after that, we get a robbery. Max Holloway versus Andrew, Alexander Volkanovsky. Uh, Alexander Volkanovsky won the last fight. Holloway's just getting his rematch because he's a former champion and he deserves so. However, I feel Max Holloway came out and won that fight. It was a very close fight. It, nobody ran away with the fight. But if you were going to tell me it was going to be a split decision, I thought it should go Max Holloway's way. He let in strikes. ESPN in there adjusted... Uh, body chart in the significant strikes. He let in all of it uh, in, in damage dealt according to like uh, graphs and, and projections and stuff like that. It was Max Holloway's fight. And then when it came down to the cards, split decision for Volkanovski to be, remain the champion. Yeah, I mean, that was another one of those fights where, yeah, like you said, it came down to a split decision. Could have went either way. 100%. Uh, and final fight of the evening, one that I thought was going to be, without a doubt, the best fight of the night. I didn't mm -hmm. think you could put those two guys in a ring and it end up being, uh, well, what it ended up being. Uh, uh, a snooze fest. Pretty compared boring to fight. The other, compared to the other fights that we watched all night, yeah, that was a snooze fest. I mean, I can't necessarily blame Usman for not wanting to trade, stand up and trade with Masvidal because, I mean, it showed. If, if they're standing up, Masvidal was going to beat him up. Mm. But... It also showed if they were going to wrestle, Usman was going to win that fight. The whole thing was he was just kicking his feet. He was stomping on his toes the whole time. And I don't know. If I'm watching a you know the main event, I want to see real fighting, not doing something toddlers do to each other. To me, it reminded me a lot of the Conor McGregor-Nate Diaz fights. One, one was going to win if the fight went one way. Mm -hmm. One was going to win if the fight stayed another way. If the fight stayed up, McGregor was going to win. If the fight went to the ground, McGregor couldn't stop Nate Diaz. Mm -hmm. That's what happened. If the fight, when the fight went to the clinch, Usman won. If it was going to stay up, Masvidal would have won that fight. I actually just got a notification not even two minutes ago. Masvidal already asks for a Usman rematch, uh, saying, I want that damn belt and I'm stubborn. Uh, I truthfully think he probably deserves another one. I know at the end of the fight he said, uh, I'll, I'll go string together a couple wins and I'll be back. Here's the thing. He wasn't even supposed to fight this guy until six days ago. Yeah. I mean, for six days of prep, yeah, it was a good fight. But, I mean. Yeah. On six days' notice, the fight he put together, I can't, I can't knock him. I wouldn't have been able to do it. Then again, I probably wouldn't have been able to win any fight in the UFC. I'm very confident in how good I could fight. Not when, it, not, not when I'm across from an MMA fight. Yeah. It's just the way of the game. Anything else for me, my man? Um, like I go out every week, stay blessed. God bless. God bless. Stay blessed. Same here. Subscribe to the YouTube, please. Uh, we've been asking you for weeks now. <laughs> please do it. Again, nearly 200 people on Facebook. And five people on YouTube. But it happens. We'll get there. 
Uh, still continue to work on it. I, I listened to last week's episode, thought it was a pretty good episode. Hopefully this week lives up to the hype as well. Thank you very much. You guys have a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you for tuning in to any given podcast. Yes. What up, Bob? Slap me and say, boy. You know? My nigga. Uh, slab niggas make the hoes go dumb Getting hella changed so we call each other bum Fuck them other niggas, yo, I'm good, I don't need them I'm on the grind, see the sparks fly when you meet them Louis V's, gold coin, DC's And your chick with me, get busy Nigga, boy, slide or the 50-50 But we don't hit no tricks, just licks and we ain't getting no top score for this But probably me and two chicks And end up at Ruth Chris Niggas bout to choke on they steak like who's this? Keep them hoes tricking Talking about I wanna be with you Check a young nigga swag You can learn a thing or two I shine at night like the bathroom light When you with me we can hit any club you like But really I'm just a low key Nigga who smoke weed And be so clean Just like all of my homies What I bomb Yes, what I bomb what I bomb, yes, what I bomb. Yeah, call bomb. Oh, for sure, too fresh. Now, what the house bomb? Where they going? Where they going? Uh, slab niggas make the house go dumb. Yeah, hella chain, so we call each other bomb. Hold up, slab niggas make the house go dumb. Yeah, hella chain, so we call each other bum. Uh, and crew camp make the hoes go dumb. My hood trend said, where you think you get it from? Let me pour it down Skywood, chop it with the posse. Had to grab a OZ and a pint of Rossi. My hood the fly if we rockin' that shit that you will not see. Damn, it's so obvious when niggas try to copy. Then my nigga pulled up, I ain't right before the show. Everybody know, learn, got the polos for the low. Let me hear my nigga luggage and see where the tree. Mary's got them feet, leaves bopping on repeat, grind in my DC, up under that BBC. Ain't no second guessing when we step out, hoe, you see we be killing them, walking around the shit you never seen. Even though I stay fly, yo, I'm never on the scene. Cause really, I'm just a low key nigga who smoke weed and be so clean, just like all of my homies. What I bomb, yes, what I bomb, what I bomb, yes, what I bomb. Slap niggas make the hoes go dumb. Yeah, hella chain, so we call each other bum. Hold up, slap niggas make the hoes go dumb. Yeah, hella chain, so we call each other bum.